In this week's Unreported World podcast, Evan Williams is in Mexico, where journalists are being targeted for their work, exposing the crimes of notorious gangs and criminals. He meets one woman who's determined to carry on reporting the crimes, despite the targeted killing of her fellow reporter. Ciudad Juarez, on the border between Mexico and the United States, is one of the deadliest cities on Earth. It's also home to a remarkable woman. Lucy Souza is the chief crime correspondent for the city's leading newspaper. In Mexico's drug wars, more and more journalists are being murdered. She knows that every revelation she writes could get her killed by drug gangs or rogue police. Her predecessor was murdered. In the past few months, she's been threatened. But she refuses to give up. Okay, so the photographer's just told Lucy that there's been some sort of incident, possibly an execution, and they have to go there immediately. So we'll follow them. Lucy and her colleagues live in constant danger. I was about to join her world. As we headed for the shootout, Lucy explained thousands of federal police are trying to smash the drug cartels. But two of the country's biggest drug gangs, the Juarez Cartel and the Sinaloa Cartel, are also fighting each other for control of the routes used to smuggle cocaine and heroin into the US. Journalists who cover this war are increasingly being threatened, kidnapped and murdered. Lucy updated the office. Gunmen were still believed to be inside. Shots inside. Just heard there were gunshots inside this shopping mall. The police have rushed in and the people rushed out. Very panicky situation. This is a very dangerous place. A badly injured man lay in the entrance. The relatives have just turned up. Good afternoon, officer. Could you give us an official version of what's happened? Don't touch me. The federal police did, don't talk? No. There's lots of disinformation. The authorities don't want to talk about what's happening. Security guards and shoppers had been caught in the attack. It began to emerge that an armed gang had tried to steal a large amount of cash from the government tax office in the building. There are three injured, one dead policeman. Security guards had shot and seriously wounded one of the gunmen. There were more wounded bystanders. Lucy wasn't sure which group was behind the attack, but local hitmen working for the cartels are also heavily involved in extortion and armed robbery. 
Este es un centro comercial al que yo vengo con mis hijos. Vine al cine con mis hijos esta semana. Entonces es un lugar. She told me just a few days before she'd gone to the cinema here with her son. Bien grave porque no hay un punto seguro. If I shop at this shopping mall, for example, it's now been under attack by armed gunmen. It just shows there is nowhere safe in the city anymore. After shootouts, gunmen often return to kill witnesses or finish off their victims. The police are now forming a convoy of protection for the guys in the ambulances because we're told that these guys could be vulnerable to further attack by hitmen. Every day, when Lucy reports murders like this, she runs the risk that she'll reveal a fact that will anger a cartel. She could be killed and no one would ever know why. It's really hectic. It's call after call, incident after incident. There's murders, stolen vehicles. This guy's on the move the whole time. And what's amazing to me is we're just literally a few meters away from the U.S. border. The drug cartels exert their power at every level of society. Anyone, rich or poor, who doesn't do what they want can pay with their life. Sure, if this is crime related or just an accident of some sort. Lucy's trying to find out what's going on now. Were you scared? Very. Because my mum's not here, she's at home. Do you know how the fire started? They sprayed bullets and then threw a petrol bomb. Did that scare you? Yes. We were very scared. We were all crying. The owner of the motorcycle repair shop had been shot and the premises firebombed. His body was still inside. It's when journalists investigate who is behind such killings, they place themselves in yet more danger. Back in the office, Lucy and her colleagues held a conference call with a journalist on the ground. In Juarez alone, more than 3,000 people were killed last year. As more journalists are murdered, many Mexican newspapers have stopped reporting stories that might anger drug cartels or corrupt officials working for them. El Diario remains an exception. The biggest story they're following this morning was a shootout in the centre of the city yesterday in which two or three federal police officers were killed. Now, the narco gang claimed responsibility for that, went round the city to nine different locations, sprayed a warning on the walls against federal authorities saying, don't investigate us. One of Lucy's colleagues has information about rogue policemen carrying out a hit for a cartel. Lucy and the others know this is the type of story that can get them killed. To keep Lucy alive, the editors take her name off any story they think is too dangerous. In the newsroom, the cost of reporting the truth is never forgotten. So this is for Armando. Next to Lucy's desk is a shrine to Armando Rodriguez. He used to do her job 
until he was shot dead taking his children to school. Armando wrote articles about corrupt police officers and state officials who were working for the cartels. Lucy has picked up where Armando left off. Does this not scare you? No, it doesn't scare me. It gives me courage. If a day comes when I'm afraid to write, I will quit. Our slogan is written here. Without journalists, there is no democracy. That's what we believe. Nearby, another shrine. Luis Carlos Santiago was a trainee photographer at the paper. Last September, Lucy and Lucio arrived at a murder scene and discovered that Luis had been killed. Este, bueno, pr primero sentí como rencor, como miedo. I felt angry, ganas de llorar, afraid, and I wanted to cry. Pero but the photo must be taken. La impresión de ver a tu compañero lastimado y ensangrentado y fue muy duro. Seeing my colleague covered in blood, it was very hard. Lucy reported his death for her newspaper. Entonces, este es el ejemplo. She told me the next day the article was placed next to a severed head on the outskirts of the city. She believes it was a warning not to investigate any further. The newspaper the next day issued a, an appeal in the paper to the drug cartels, to the gangsters, saying, what is it you want from us? Lucio has been called to another murder. He told me he'd photographed thousands of cartel assassinations in the past few years. He's going into a backyard. This woman had been shot dead while driving in rush hour traffic. Nearby, grieving relatives clustered around another body. Lucio had told me cartel gunmen often kill the mothers, grandmothers and even the children of their rivals. He said that's what seemed to have happened here. Bueno, comentan los vecinos que llegaron dos carros y que se bajaron varios jóvenes y que la señora estaba sentada en esquina en una silla. Lucia said that the municipal police have told him that the 52-year-old woman was sitting on the couch outside there when two carloads of several young men got out. Uh, they shot her in the head three times. Lucy lives with her son and daughter. She separated from her partner many years ago. She and her mother Carmen are cooking food for her niece's birthday party. It's the girl's first birthday since she lost her father. 
Lucy's saying she lost her brother-in-law on the 17th of September last year. He was in a bar meeting a contact for his business when a group of armed men burst into the bar, opened fire, killing eight people. And uh, it looks like they were targeting uh, the head of an organised crime gang and that he was killed um, accidentally. Carmen told me her daughter was one of the most courageous women in Juarez. Constantemente corre peligro a todas horas. Ella sale aquí cuando se va. She's in danger every hour, every day. Que Dios te bendiga, hija, porque... When she leaves, I tell her, God bless you. I don't know if she'll come back alive. Lucy did her best to make the party a happy occasion. Her daughter, Luz, sat next to her cousin, Sabrina. It was Sabrina's 13th birthday. During the meal, she decided to show me an image that she said still haunted her. The photograph showed Lucy with a three-month-old baby. She'd pulled him from a car where his parents had been assassinated. This is the hardest part of my job. What will happen to this baby? His life changed in a second. She told me her son and daughter knew the risks she ran. My daughter said she didn't want to be an orphan. I'm preparing that path for them. I wanted to learn more about why journalists are being targeted. Arturo Perez runs a news agency that sends pictures of the war across the world. He recently won a major international television award. I joined him as he started his day's work. Whole areas of the city are derelict. Up to 400,000 of the 1.5 million residents have fled. There used to be 13,000 businesses, 10,000 have closed. En los últimos 10 años han asesinado alrededor de 60 periodistas en México. Arturo described how more than 50 journalists had been killed in the past four years. 18 more had disappeared. Who's killing journalists and why, Arturo? Es tanta la impunidad que hay en los asesinatos de periodistas que por eso siguen matando y México se ha convertido en uno de los países más peligrosos. The problem is a very high level of impunity. There are no investigations, no credible investigations into any of the killings. And this means more and more journalists are being killed. He said it could be crime gangs or it could even be government authorities killing journalists. Inevitably, he was told of a new killing. Okay. Okay, okay, here we are. See, uh, smoke. A man had been handcuffed inside the car, and the car set alight. Arturo told me this was a typical drug gang hit. He returned to his office to edit his pictures. His wife and children don't live in Juarez. It's too dangerous for them. 
Este, nosotros la pensamos, la pensamos, ¿por qué? Porque eh, es ya meternos en terreno donde podemos tocar intereses. Arturo said investigative reporting in Mexico was dying, but he was determined to remain in Juarez. Arturo is saying, I hope that what we do will help solve, bring a, bring a solution to the violence and to the problem. We'll bring international attention and some help to the situation here. I travel to a secret location just across the border. The United States has given two of Juarez's leading journalists political asylum to protect them from assassination. Hola. Jorge Aguirre and Emilio Gutierrez investigated evidence that the cartels control senior army officers and politicians. Cuando recibí las amenazas, él dijo que la procuradora estaba muy molesta. Jorge said after he published one investigation, an official in the state governor's office threatened him, telling him he would be the next journalist to die. Jorge is saying that it's been known for a long time that the police are the gunmen of the cartels. They're involved in the extortion, they're involved with the drug gangs, they take their orders from corrupt politicians, they can get away with anything, they use their weapons and uniforms because they know they're not going to be prosecuted. Jorge runs an internet news service that still reports on Juarez. He showed me a death threat that he'd been emailed just that morning. It read, tread very carefully, keep your mouth shut. Next day, we were back on the crime beat with Lucio and Lucy. Informants guided them to the western slums, a notoriously dangerous part of Juarez. Lucy quickly pieces together what happened. A man has been shot while driving. His blood covers the assassin's abandoned car. Lucy's saying there was a car chase into this area. The assassin was a tall, blonde, beautiful woman. The, car, the, gun, the gun jammed and uh, she couldn't finish off the job. The, the uh, people here are telling her, though, that they're very upset with the authorities because the police didn't get here for 45 minutes after the killing. It's rare for a hit team to fail. They usually return to finish off their victim. But in this case, local people rescued the man and took him to hospital. He was staggering. We wrapped up his wounds. Lucy said there were many people in Juarez who were desperate to fight back against the cartels. One of the reasons she reports is to show that not everyone is surrendering to the corruption and violence of Mexico's drug war. Que es el hecho de que los ciudadanos auxiliaron a la persona aún bajo el riesgo de que los sicarios estaban cerca. Son cosas que pasan y que hay gente que está... People help this injured man knowing the assassins were still around. This is the part of society I want to write about. The society that overcomes its fears to help people. I 
I met up with a man appointed by the state to investigate allegations that state officials and policemen are involved in killings and attacks on journalists. I first asked him why he had so many bodyguards. Gustavo is saying, I need the security because I've had some serious death threats, some of which have come from within security services because of my investigations into the abuses of the army and even federal police officers from the same division of the guys that are uh, actually protecting me now. Two of his bodyguards have been killed, another two kidnapped and tortured. Far from denying the allegations of widespread corruption, he confirmed them. Practically toda la estructura de la subprocuraduría de combate a la delincuencia organizada estaba involucrada con los carteles, ¿no? Gustavo is saying that police officers from the federal, state and municipal police forces are constantly being found to be involved in organized crime and the drug cartels. Former state police officers, for example, are now working for one of the two main drug cartels fighting for control here in Juarez. And this is constantly going on. He said Lucy and her colleagues are right to fear for their lives. Gustavo is saying that our advice to journalists is just be very careful with what you write because you don't know who you're going to upset. And there's no mechanism of protection for journalists in Mexico. Back at her desk, Lucy writes up the day's tally of murders. There's the murder of a baby, the murder of a 16-year-old girl. There is the case of the shootout where um, a man was injured. There's the case of nine municipal police officers accused of extortion and murder. And there's the killing of a teacher uh, in a carjacking. Lucy has no way of knowing if today's the day her articles might fatally offend the cartels corrupt officials or rogue police. I live in the present. I don't think too much about tomorrow. If you want to know more about the journalists covering Mexico's drug war or any other issue covered by Unreported World, please go to channel4.com slash unreported world. Thanks to Evan Williams in Mexico with the journalists' intent on exposing serious crime. Next week, Shay Rhodes reports from the Ivory Coast, where he was caught up in the recent violence to depose the president. If you want details about this or any programme, go to channel4.com slash unreportedworld. <laughs>